Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Power On. Our today's topic is distribution grids and challenges and changes which are currently ongoing. My today's guest is Franco Pizzuto. Hi, Franco. Great to have you here. Hi, Christian. Thanks for inviting me. Franco, everyone is talking about the energy transition. How long have you personally been involved into this topic and which changes you might have seen in your career time? I've been involved in the topic in now for 12 years. And uh, the changes that have occurred or that I've seen or I've witnessed are more visibility for the low voltage network, more importance, let's say and um, more actuators, the demand for more flexibility and less safety margin. So there were a few topics you mentioned. So there was less awareness the, the last couple of years for this distribution grid? Yes, at least as far as I understood it. Yeah. Um, network planners would have their standard planning procedure for the low voltage network mm -hmm. and uh, based on experience. And that worked for the last decades. But with the energy transition and the distributed generation units in the distribution network, this has brought a paradigm shift to, to the network because these planning principles are getting to their limits now mm -hmm. and are restricting the hosting capacity of the network for these generators, but also for innovative loads like uh, EV chargers and heat pumps. Um, so the hosting capacity for, for these units is quite low. And therefore, the challenge of the network operator is either to proceed with the same principles mm -hmm. and reinforce the network a lot okay, or change uh, their approach and um, have a closer look, let's say, in the network mm -hmm. planning or give more flexibility with different assets. For instance, a voltage regulating distribution transformer that allows more hosting capacity while at the same time keeping the network infrastructures by keeping the, the installed cables as they are. So a voltage regulating distribution transformer, in short, it's a VRDT. Yeah. What is the difference of this VRDT compared to the normal one or the, the ones we already have in the distribution network? So the DT, the non-regulating mm. distribution transformer, also has a, um, a tap changer installed, but a de-energized tap changer or off-circuit okay. tap changer. So you need to switch off the transformer in order to adjust the position of the tap changer of the, and therefore the ratio of the transformer. This you might do when you have a greater change in your network, additional households being connected, and therefore you adjust um, once the position. But during operation, once the transformer is switched on, you cannot change the ratio. A voltage regulating distribution transformer is equipped with an on-load tap changer. This is a um, technology that is well known in the transmission grid um, now for nearly 100 years. Yeah. Um, they have been in operation. And um, these devices can change the ratio of the transformer under load. Mm -hmm. Um, and therefore, during the normal operation of the transformer, and therefore, you can change or adjust the voltage output of the transformer according to the actual situation. So I do not have to go on sign and have to switch off this transformer. I can do it from the control room. No, actually, you don't want to do it from the control room. You Because when we're talking about the distribution network, we're talking about thousands of secondary substations. Yeah. And therefore, thousands of or tens of thousands 
of distribution transformers. You cannot manage to change the ratio for each transformers from the control room. You want them to work uh, autonomously. So you have a voltage regulator installed at the distribution transformer that makes sure that the output voltage is according to a certain um, yeah, set point. Mm -hmm. yeah, so he's adjusting and measuring this by himself. Yeah, that's an autonomous um, system. decentralized system. So there's not, not even the need of communication for the um, unit to work. Oh, it's very, very smart then, huh? Yeah, because otherwise, if you have to rely on communication in order to make your distribution transformer regulate the voltage, what will you do as soon as communication fails? Because communication can fail. Mm -hmm. And the cost of establishing redundant communication channels for that many units is massive. Mm -hmm. So therefore, uh, you want your unit to work autonomously. Otherwise, you cannot use the benefits as soon as the, uh, the communication fails. Makes a lot of sense. It makes sense to have, a, let's say, communication for monitoring, for instance, or maybe adjusting once in a while, maybe the set point. Mm. But not even that is used by most customers. Most customers have their planning principles okay. that are according to a certain set point. Mm -hmm. And this is the biggest change that the VRDT brings for the customers. They can plan differently. They can increase, for instance, the voltage drop and the voltage rise they can allow in the network mm -hmm. if they're using a VRDT. Mm -hmm. And these planning principles are based on certain um, settings or certain parameters. Mm. And these parameters are set on the device and you basically fit and forget. So you install the unit, set the parameters and let it uh, do its job. Okay. Can I replace a non-regulated or one with an off-circuit tap changer easily with one with an on-load tap changer from size perspective, footprint perspective? So that was one of the main um, main tasks or the main requirements that we received from our pilot projects. Mm -hmm. So um, when we when we were developing an on-load tap changer for voltage regulating distribution transformers. The, the main uh, requirement uh, of the DNO was, or DSO, was that it should be maintenance-free. So it should not increase the requirement of maintenance compared to a non-regulated one. Okay. It should neither decrease the lifetime of the transformer compared to a non-regulated. And the third thing was that the regulating transformer should have at least the same footprint mm -hmm. as the non-regulated, as many distribution transformers are installed in compact substations mm -hmm. and therefore you do the, the the basic idea of the vrdt is to keep the infrastructure as it is mm -hmm. so keep the cable where it is no need for additional cable okay keep the substation as it is no need for additional substations because that would be a conventional approach to the challenges mm -hmm. reinforce the network install more cable maybe install additional substations the idea of a vrdt is to keep the infrastructure as it is and that includes the substation as well so it would not make sense to create a vrdt that requires a bigger substation. substation yeah, because it increased the costs yeah, uh, planning of course. and planning. And, and the idea is mm -hmm. just replace the non-regulated transformer by a regulating transformer and therefore the footprint um, requirement. The requirements which you mentioned, maintenance, free footprint and so on, this all can be fulfilled. 
Yes, right? this can be fulfilled. That's a lot of benefits for the customers, for example, né? or for the network planners, whomever. Yeah? The VRDTs are they becoming important for, for Germany? There we see it here and there, but is there any other country in the world where it's also important? Is this a global topic? Yes, basically it's linked to, let's say it's um, VRDTs are driven by the energy transition. So mm. where in networks where you see more and more renewable generation and therefore you need the need more, um, where you need more hosting capacity in so network. It's coming from wind, solar. Yes. But also on the load side where EV charging okay. and trickle heat pumps are being installed, but not only. So having available this compact on load tap changer. Mm -hmm. Operators who were not necessarily driven, let's say, by the energy transition, see the benefits of voltage regulating distribution transformers as well. For instance, this is not related to network operators, but for instance, to industrial plants where the power plant owners own also the transformers. So they have a medium voltage connection, for instance. They also see the benefit of regulating their transformer in order to stabilize the processes. But as I said, in all the networks where renewables are rising, mm -hmm. this is something where the demand for VRDT is increasing. And as you already mentioned, the major share of the installed VRDTs currently is in Europe, mm -hmm. but VRDTs are being installed on all continents in the world. And also there, the, the demand for VRDTs is increasing uh, dramatically. Dramatically, okay. This is very important if it's a global topic now, so it's... It's not influencing only Germany, it's a topic around the globe. Were you involved in any specific project where there was a benefit directly visible or a customer where came back and t told you something, oh, this and this changed on a positive side because he installed a VRDT? Well, again, if we look at industrial customers, we got a lot of feedback that processes are stabilized, machines didn't switch off due to low voltage. But of course, also in the distribution network where the main application of VRDTs um, is, we get the feedback that VRDTs are quite easy to be installed as it's a known technology. Mm -hmm. Distribution network operators or network operators in general know onload tap changes from their power transformers right. in the primary substations. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they are quite familiar with the concept of a voltage-regulating distribution mm -hmm. transformer and also with a tap changer. So this is one of the main feedbacks that we get, that um, the installation and the commissioning is straightforward. Okay. And the units, once have been commissioned, they do their job sure. and work. And that's, let's say, the benefit on the network level, mm -hmm. on the technical level, that the hosting capacity increases and voltage violations can be solved mm -hmm. by simply installing a regulated distribution transformer. Other feedbacks are on the organizational level because the main benefit of a VRDT really comes if a network operator integrates the VRDT in their strategic network planning. So okay. not only measure to measure, so not only event to event to decide, okay, what is better, network reinforcement or installation of a VRDT. Mm -hmm. The main benefit comes when VRDTs are an integral part of the strategy, of the planning. 
Okay. Um, so therefore, for instance, customers started to, um, or network operators started to define key parameters, mm -hmm. which would set the VRDT as a default for okay. networks where they had to do something or where they would do modernization mm. uh, anyway and where the transformer would need to be replaced. And these uh, standardized, standard. yeah, these utilities would say based on I don't know the rating of the of the transformer or the number of feeders or the length mm -hmm. of of the longest feeder that is a so-called VRDT network. We will install a VRDT there and afterwards look if network reinforcement might be necessary or not because that's the main effect of the VRDT. It makes network reinforcement obsolete or at least postpones measures and reduces the number of measures that mm. we need to take. I think this is important to know that you can use it as a strategic approach or include it in your strategic approach. No? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because otherwise you have benefits there, but they're not as big as mm. if you implement it. And this is another main requirement on our product, let's say, on, on, on us as a, a, a supplier. Mm the high degree of standardization. DNOs like to work with standards. Mm -hmm. So at the one side, the, the unit should be as capable as possible mm -hmm. to give as much benefit as possible, to give, let's say, a big regulating range to gain as much additional hosting capacity to the, to the network as possible. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is a unique specification for the distribution transformer there is not a specification for that kind of networks and that kind of networks and that kind of networks within a company there's one type with one setting with a certain number of uh, um, positions mm -hmm. and a certain regulating range and the staff in the field wants to have always the same device mm -hmm. in front of them and not different devices so standardization is a big thing And uh, this is also something that VRDTs uh, need to be. They need highly standardized, not only from, from the cost perspective, because mm -hmm. if you produce a highly standardized product, you can offer it, of course, more economically uh, yeah. compared to a product with high number of variants. But also from the operational point of view, if you have a high standard of degree, then you have easier life in terms of operation. Yeah, I can understand that because the people that own the transformer, for example, and if they're all the same, they know the equipment already. And if you mix it up, you bring more variants into that. Uh, you you have need more to, training. Yeah, all that things come. People need to remember more different things. And yeah, and especially with the current topic, now, the, the war for talents, it's get even more complicated to get a qualified personnel and to train them on three, four, five, six different things is just more more headache than for everybody. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And if we can fulfill that with the VRDG, now, this is amazing, I think, yeah. I know it's it's always hard to look into the future, uh, Franco, but where do you see currently the industry is going to, for example, the next three to five years? Is there any trend already ongoing which you see which getting stronger or is there something where you think personally it's coming up in the future? Well, as I said in the beginning, we already see the distribution network, the, the low voltage network getting more and more awareness. Mm -hmm. This will increase more, you think? Yeah, I think in some countries we're already at a level where the awareness is already at, yeah, can't, yeah, it cannot, yeah. Be, it cannot be increased anymore. So this is something 
flexibility is a big thing in the network. So in order to answer to the dynamic generation, you want to have more flexibility in terms of consumption as well in order to, 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 balance. to balance the network. This brings us again to the topic hosting capacity, mm -hmm. because if your network is completely full without any more headspace and with the hosting capacity already on the limit, you don't have much space to pass through this flexibility. Flexibility needs also hosting capacity. Yeah, more visibility. Um, in the past, if there was something wrong in the secondary substation, mm -hmm. The network operator would not get an alert by some SCADA system. He would get an alert by a customer calling him and saying, there's something wrong with my electricity or with my power supply. Mm. This already has changed. So nearly all network operators are digitizing then secondary substations in order to see what's happening. Mm. Smart meters, I mean, is, 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 is standard uh, already. So this will be ongoing. More automized reaction let's say mm -hmm. because you have thousands ten thousands of, of of substations you need a computer or you need something automated to yeah. take care of of certain things at a certain level at least this is definitely coming yeah and i guess that more and more secondary substations will be regulated Okay. And voltage regulation in the distribution network will become a standard simply because it's the only, let's say, uh, level on the on the network where it's not regulated up to now. And this okay. creates headache. So transmission network, everything... We know the onload tap changer. Yeah. It's 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 then there are some countries or some network operators who not who do not use that. Mm -hmm. You could also you could also run an electricity network without tap changes um, or without voltage regulator regulation. You would have to simply in install more cable, more network. You would have to install more reactive power equipment, but that would be costly. Yeah, so this is apparently, cost for sure more. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, voltage regulation makes life easier mm. and therefore i don't see any reason why this should not happen also in the secondary substations mm. this is something that i'm convinced that will will be there and also because there is free planning headroom available quite easily by just decoupling the medium voltage from the low voltage yeah. because currently the medium voltage is regulated and every variation in the medium voltage is passed one to one through the non-regulating transformer to the low voltage. And that gives you big constraints in how you can plan your network. Mm. And by simply decoupling this by using a VRDT, there is plenty of additional headroom available for the network planner, which not only, as I said, not only um, solves the technical problems, but also... Um, strategic approach yeah and, and not, but also facilitates the, the the network planning and speeds up the network planning processes by standardizing all that yeah. yeah by giving more hosting capacity by let's say giving more safety margin you can save a lot of planning time by saying okay if there's another application I don't know for a renewable energy generator mm -hmm. in the low voltage um, I have a VRDT installed there. I don't have to take care about a detailed calculation mm -hmm. on the network as long as the share of renewable generators in that network is not higher than. Then you can quite easily allow this connection. It's quite the simple network. then. Yeah. And this easier, yeah. makes things easier for the DSO. 
Mm. So to summarize that, so we will see more automation in that topic, more more intelligence, no? what we already see, more VRDTs in the future. More actuators, yeah. yes. Yeah. Then for sure here and there more or different strategic approaches. No? I'm, I'm happy to look forward what, what the future will bring, especially for this topic, the distribution network. Thank you, Franco, for this interesting chat what we had today. To all who were listening or watching us, I hope or we hope that you enjoyed this episode from our podcast, Power On. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave a comment, leave a like, reach out to our experts around the globe, directly to Franco, if you like, or directly to me. It was a pleasure to have you here, Franco, again. See you in the one or the other episode. Thank you for watching or listening. Goodbye.